just me and you so you can be honest have you ever had a, a conversation with someone who has said this I'm not racist but <laughs> and it's an odd conversation because what happens is people think if they say the first part of that sentence that it excuses what follows and genuinely it doesn't I've never heard of that changing the insult that tends to come after that uh, statement <laughs> and this means some doozies i've always find that when people get into a place of comfort with me at some point there's going to be this conversation and i think it's because for a lot of people that i'm friends with i might be the only polynesian the only indigenous person that they, they happen to be friends with. And I don't say that as a slight, I just say it as a statement of fact. And then in some odd way, I then become the representative of all people of colour, of all ethnicities, of all indigenous people. Uh, and I am used like a sounding board. A couple of years ago, I actually said to one of these people, you know what, I'm actually tired of kind of being your excuse for saying the dumbest shit it gets really really tiresome and genuinely it's not really about facts it's always about opinions but you know in the last couple of years there's been a saying going around that you can't argue with stupid people i don't think that people who say these things are necessarily stupid just misinformed or just uneducated the fact of the matter is that as indigenous people and, and, and as people that are often sort of in the minority that if you're not part of that minority what tends to take the place of actual education and lived experience on the part of other people is conjecture and stereotype and I had a cousin's brother's sister's uncle's best friend's flatmate who said that she saw that he saw that they did that she said and it tends to become about an emotional response as opposed to anything which resembles the truth. It's also patently untrue that saying that you know sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me in Maori culture in my culture, words have power and some of the most hurtful things that I've ever experienced as a human being living on this planet have been as the result of words. Some intentional, some whilst I'm in an argument or some kind of weird drama-filled moment, but sometimes the things that hurt the most are those kind of offhand ill-considered things that people just kind of say so I remember as a kid I used to get that a lot and that a particular friend of my my parents who would often say well you know as a young Māori kid you must be great at rugby and really have a really great voice probably not great at maths and things like that but I bet you can sing and, you know, now you can sort of look back and laugh at it. 
but it's not funny. I'm not laughing because it's particularly hilarious. I'm laughing at it because in 2022, when I'm recording this, these things still tend to be held. I was walking down the street today, and I am a biggish guy, and I have a lot of tāmoko um, and tātou, Polynesian and Māori tattoos, of which I'm very proud. And I was walking down the street today in my community, and I saw this European couple walking down the road, and when they saw me, I saw them literally say to each other, change sides, change sides, change sides of the road. And they went around me, continued down for a bit, and then crossed back onto the other side of the road. And you know what? I remember that as a kid. I remember having that as a kid. And it was just, it was heartbreaking, to be totally honest, because I think you get used to a certain reality, and that was my reality growing up. But it hasn't happened in a few years, but every now and then it's important to remember who we are. And when these things happen, as they inevitably do, it can be confusing and hurtful. And I remember a few years ago, I was living with a cousin of mine, and we would, were living in a predominantly European part of Auckland. And every morning we'd get up and go to the beach and we'd do some exercise. And this is quite early. This is kind of by about 5.30, something like that, as the sun was coming up. And we'd pass all these people, and they would never say good morning. In fact, they would do their darndest to look down their noses at us, roll eyes, cross the street, or just pretend something really, really important was going on somewhere else as we walked past, so they'd never make eye contact. So one morning, I said to my cousin, let's say good morning to everyone we see, and mean it. Let's not be ironic. Let's be, let's be genuine. And as we went down and, you know, we said, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And, you know, people would more often than not turn and smile and say good morning. And whilst my demeanour and that of my cousin might have been quite fierce to some people, it meant also this, in that when next they met someone who didn't look like them, act like them, or obviously come from the same culture as them, they might have to reappraise their stereotypes and I'm not talking about fighting stereotypes because I think stereotypes are always going to be there if I'm being honest as indigenous people as people of color as a, a person who is different there is always going to be this kind of conversation that follows and to be totally honest I find it really interesting when I meet people who just address it straight out who just ask me the inappropriate questions and they might start with, this is an inappropriate question going right off the bat, but I'm going to ask it. And I actually prefer that I find that honesty refreshing. Sometimes it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make the question any more, uh, what's the word, any more um, valid or any more, uh, well, I don't think of it as a good question to ask, but at least people are being honest about it. And I think that's what I'm striving for as I move forward is that I'm looking for honesty and honest relationships. And, you know, people often say when I go overseas, you know, they will talk about, oh, you know, all you need educationally and blah, 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 blah. I've had people come up to me and say in airports, you know what, you are surprisingly well-spoken and yet to look at you, I would never would have thought it. I'm not just talking about overseas, but I'm talking 
about New Zealand, my home, Aotearoa, in which those things happen. Now, the trap here is to play into that. The trap here is to somehow believe that I have to then rise above and then become some kind of wonderful role model to prove that person wrong. No, all I have to do is to continue walking my life as I see fit, focus through a lens of common sense and lived experience and my own opinion and to try and live in ways which I find consistent with the values of my old people and my elders and my culture. Having said that, I also think that it's important not to take other people's opinions on as your own. Going to school, going into a bank, walking around a store, all those sort of things and getting followed and all those 101 little microaggressions that you feel and that real or imagined happen. I think it's important to remember who I am, where I'm from, what I am and what I am hoping to be. It becomes more and more apparent that for me, I'm not trying to be anything other than what I am. I don't want to be blonde hair and blue eyes as I did when I was a kid because all of our American shows, blonde hair, blue eyes, I want to be that because yeah, I'm pretty much the other end of the spectrum from that. But what I want to do is look in the mirror as we often do and not have to look away because I don't like what I see. I love my life. I love my identity as a proud indigenous person coming from a culture that I steadfastly believe in, not over or above anyone else's, but that's my goal. My goal is to step into me, and I hope your goal is to step into you wherever you're from. In a wee while, I'm heading towards what's called tāmoko or tamata ora. If you know anything about Māori people and you've seen some of the pictures, the traditional pictures, it is about receiving the adornment of the facial tattoo, the male facial tattoo. And as I move towards that, suddenly I'm thinking about these things. I'm worried about it because, you know, there's all those things that run through my head. Oh my gosh, who's going to employ me? People are going to think I'm a gang member. People are going to think this, people are going to think that. And I'm going, you know, I can't actually do anything about what other people think. What I can do is receive the honour of that and try to live in a, in a way which is consistent and congruent and allows me to honour the tāmoko in a way that my old people would approve of. That's all I can do. That's all I can be. So the next time you say or you hear or you're privy to a conversation that starts with I'm not racist, but I want you to think about, I want you to really take a moment and think about what your response is. Because I don't think it's a question of you having to answer questions or to get in people's faces. Unless you want to, that's up to you. But maybe it's an opportunity to reflect about how you feel about yourself. And to say, hey, guess what? You know the first part of what you're about to say? It doesn't excuse the second part of what you're about to say. Kia pai tora.